Isn't it good to be here? Isn't it a privilege to be here? It's a privilege. I was glad when they said unto me, let us go into the house of the Lord. I'm glad that in the times that we live in, that there's a place that we can go to called the house of the Lord. I'm serious. It's a place we can go to, the house of the Lord. It's got a good ring to it. When God created the heavens and the earth, he looked to the works of his hands and he saw that it was very good. It was very good because it was made what he intended it for. See, God's creation is purpose-driven. He has a purpose-driven creation. It's not, God's creation isn't ad hoc. It's not just like, well, I'm just going to do this, or I'm just going to do this. That's not how God creates. And since the creation was made by him and for him, it's very good. It was a very good creation. There's no record in the scripture of something that God made, and in the day that he created it, he considered it to be bad or imperfect. Even Lucifer, even the devil, it says this. He was perfect in the day. That, he says that was perfect in the day that that was created until iniquity was found in you. And iniquity was found in him. The father of the lie, he's the one that fathered the lie. He exalted himself against God, didn't he? He aspired to be like the Most High. He, he desired himself to have the preeminence over God instead of serving the one who is preeminent. And the same one deceived the woman in the garden. And she gave unto her husband, Adam. And Adam, knowing what God had said, Adam knew what God had said. Every tree you can eat for food, but this one, you can't eat from this tree. Knowing that God had forbidden them to eat of that tree, he instead, he hearkened unto the voice of his wife instead of the commandment of the Lord. And so sin entered into the world and death by sin. Now, God is righteous and holy and just, and sin cannot abide in his presence. There's no sin in God. There's no sin in Christ. He, he, he cannot abide it. He will not. He will not abide it. Sin must be judged. It must be judged. We had, had an arena of time, didn't we? God created an arena. See, God is... He's showing forth his manifold wisdom now. The manifold wisdom of God. That's multifaceted. Multifaceted wisdom. God had an arena now. He had an arena of time. Sin can be judged, but 
when sin isn't judged immediately, it also testifies to God's long-suffering. See, now, now these principalities and powers, they were seeing things about God that they had never seen before. Nobody had ever seen the long-suffering of God before the foundation of the world that we know of. Nobody had ever seen the mercy of God. Nobody had ever seen the love of God. There's all these things about God. God desires to show who he is. And yet, there wasn't an arena for that. There wasn't a circumstance for that. But now there, now there was. God, see, but God is just and sin is unjust. God is not only holy and just. He's merciful and he's long-suffering. And no one ever knew it. And so God did not exact the full punishment for sin upon Adam that day that he committed that sin. But he, he was merciful. He had mercy. And as time passed, God showed forth his long-suffering nature. And you can read all throughout the scriptures, all throughout the Old Testament, the long-suffering of our Lord and the graciousness of our Lord and the provision of our Lord. Nevertheless, because man had sinned, it could not be perpetually overlooked. It could not be perpetually overlooked by God. It eventually, see, sin has to be dealt with. It's not right for sin not to be dealt with. It has to be. There, there has to come a point in time where the long-suffering of God runs out and the justice of God, see, must, must come into play. But see, we're seeing the, the manifold wisdom of God in this. And so sin entered into the world and it permeated into mankind and it passed through, through the seed of men and it filled the world and it wasn't even, it wasn't even a couple thousand years and the, the imagination of the heart of man was only evil continually. And God looked upon the earth and said that he was grieved. He was sorry that he made man. God was not unrighteous to not deal with the issue of sin. He had a purpose. See, God had a purpose in himself before the foundation of the world to put away sin forever and to himself pay the ransom and the price for mankind's salvation. Today we will explore this aspect of our Lord Jesus Christ that he is the Lamb of God. Amen. From the beginning, God has testified of his purpose in saving men through a sacrifice of life. You want to talk about what sin cost us? What sin, what, what was the cost for sin? Life. The penalty for sin was so great, the debt was so deep, that we, like the man who owed the great debt that could never pay it. That was, that was our condition. In fact, sin was so great and the chasm so wide between man and God that men didn't even fully understand how far they had fallen. They couldn't even see sin for what it was, 
That's how corrupt sin was. Mankind who was made in the image of God, made in the image of a holy God, couldn't even identify what sin was. We see in the, in the first few chapters of Genesis, all kinds of confusion, all kinds of murder and dissension and polygamy and just this expression of sin, this confusion. This ungodliness, the sin was, there's a, there was a magnitude to it that it was so great that we couldn't even comprehend it. And even mankind didn't even understand how far they had fallen. How much can a man pay for his sin when he can't even comprehend how much he has to pay for it? How much he owes if sin was going to be forgiven, make no mistake about this. God would have to be the one to make the way out. Now it was, it was our sin. God, God didn't sin. God didn't express sin. This was our sin. We've sinned. Every single person that's ever lived has sinned. All have fallen short of the glory of God. The the, the Spirit of God looked, he looked upon the earth and, and, he, and he concluded there's none righteous, no, not one. That's the commentary of mankind apart from God. You want, you want to know what the commentary of men is apart from God? There is none righteous, no, not one. Amen. There's none that seeks after God, even though he's put in a creation that was made by God. There's none that sought after him. There's none that do it good. No, not one. All together are unprofitable. They've all gone astray. There isn't a single person on the, end, on the earth that hasn't sinned. This is a, something that's passed to all men. This is, this is our mess. And people, they, they say things to get today like, oh, I just can't believe in a God that would just allow so much wickedness. Well, we're the reason why the, the wickedness exists. It's the sin of man. It's not the sin of God. It's the sin of man. It's a scourge. It's our mess. But, but God, willing to show his mercy and his loving kindness, he purposed to show that. He did something about that. God didn't leave us on our own. God didn't leave us to figure this out on our own. He's given us a record. He made a way out. And he's showing who he is through this circumstance. You'll notice that as you read the scriptures, that it's God's manner to declare what he's going to do before he does it. He says what he's going to do, and then he does it. This is God's manner throughout the entire scripture. And it was from the beginning that he has shown to us, even in types and shadows, he's shown to us his purpose from the beginning. Abel offered up a more excellent sacrifice to the Lord, didn't he? What did he offer him? He offered him the life of an animal by faith. See, he did this by faith. Abel saw, he saw this in God. He was provoked to do this. He saw that it, an, an acceptable and a worthy sacrifice to the Lord was a sacrifice of life. 
See, he has declared it in types and shadows from the beginning. Abel, by faith, offered an offering of blood. And see, the Lord has offered an offering of blood. When Abraham was told on that day to take his son, his only son, Abraham was, he said, take your only son and offer him up as a sacrifice to the Lord. What did he do? He obeyed. He obeyed and he took the lad three days journey into that sacred place in the wilderness. And as they were traveling, Isaac asked Abraham, his father, he said, there's fire and wood, but where, where's the lamb for the burnt offering? And Abraham answered in a prophetic manner, God will provide a lamb. See, from the beginning, he's declaring this, from the beginning. Abraham's descendants would be blessed, and from the beginning, we're seeing that God would declare through Abraham that the reason for the blessing would be what he would provide. What God would provide, not us. Jesus submitted to the Father for a time in the world, and he had his face fixed. He had it. When Jesus was here, he was constrained to do his Father's will. He was constrained. He, like Isaac, laid down his life. He submitted to the Father. Like Isaac submitted to his Father. See, he. He willingly laid on that altar. Now, I don't, I don't get the picture that Isaac was kicking and fighting against his father. He, he willingly, see, Jesus willingly offered himself up as a sacrifice. He was, he was oppressed and he was afflicted, yet he opened not his mouth. He is brought as a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep before her shears is dumb, so that he openeth not his mouth. He was a lamb. He was, a la- he was completely submissive. He was completely docile. You know, lambs willingly follow those who lead them. Even when they are led to the slaughter. Jesus, who when he was reviled, reviled not again. When he suffered, he threatened not. When, when you're reviled, do you revile again? When you're threatened, do you threaten back? See, this isn't, Jesus didn't do this. But what did he do? He could See, he committed himself to him that judges righteously. We're talking about the Lamb of God. We're talking about the provision of God. You see, from old, God has declared his work. When Israel was in Egypt, they were warned about the judgment of the Lord. God was judging the Egyptians, who being godless heathen, were living in sin and serving other gods. The reality of a visiting angel of death, killing all of the firstborn for all of those who were not covered by the blood of the Lamb, was upon them. They had to offer the life of the lamb. There, there was a preparation involved with that lamb, if you remember. There was a specific preparation that had to occur. And then that lamb had to be slain. And that blood had to be applied to the doorposts. 
They had to offer the life of the lamb and put its blood on the, on the doorpost. It had to happen in order for judgment to pass over them. It had to happen. There had to be an offering, and it cost God his firstborn. See, God, God wasn't acting arbitrarily when he decided to take the life of the firstborn in Egypt for those who did not have the blood. It wasn't like a, well, I wonder what the punishment's going to be. I know, I'll take their firstborn. If salvation costs God his firstborn, then, th- then those who did not have the respect for this provision of God were bereaved of their firstborn, see? It's a picture. It's, salvation has cost God his firstborn. He's offered up his only begotten son. He's offered him up for us all, see? That's the way it's going to be at the judgment, brethren. Those who stand before God and are not under the blood will have despised God's offering of life. It's a very real reality. And so even what remains of their life will be taken away. You see, God God has declared this from the beginning. In the Levitical law, God God instituted animal sacrifice as a means to atone for the sins of the people. These animals had to be spotless. They had to be without blemish. The same thing is true of God's offering. He offered up his only begotten son spotless and blameless and perfect and without sin. Jesus was without sin. He never sinned. He was perfect. He was the only man that ever walked the earth that was perfect. He never did anything wrong. He only did the things that pleased the Father. It's the only man that that could be said of, and that was the one, the Lamb of God that takes away the sin of the world. The sacrifices under the law had to be continually offered up before God. It was like a continual bloodshed. You could imagine what the tabernacle area looked like with this continual, continual offering up. Every day offering up. And even though they were, they only brought about a kind of forbearance, not a forgiveness. There's, there's a difference between forbearance and forgiveness. Now, if you get a forbearance on your student loan, you still owe the money. It's just... The payment's coming at a later date, kind of a thing. And that's what this is. That these offerings under the law, they, they were a forbearance of the wrath of God. Otherwise, the wrath of God would just break out upon the people. But they couldn't forgive the sin. They could forbear it, but not forgive it. He is the spotless lamb, without offense. His sacrifice was once, but it covers all of eternity. John recorded in the Revelation, he said, And behold, and be, I beheld, and lo, in the midst of the throne, and of the four beasts, and in the midst of the elders, stood a lamb as, his, as it had been slain. What Jesus did is, it's, a, it's a central to the purpose of God, and to the fabric of eternity. You want to talk about a, a pivotal thing that happened in, in, in God's purpose in a, a pivotal thing that happened concerning us was when God offered up his only son see and reconciled us to himself that was a that was a the cross was a pivotal turning point 
There was, a, there was a lot seen about God when that happened. Hereby we perceive the love of God, that he laid down his life for us, see? Amen. His sacrificial offering, what Jesus did is always fresh in the eyes of the Lord. It's like it just happened last hour. It's like always fresh. He's always, it's always before the throne. It's, always, it's, in the, it's in the center of his vision, what his son did. This is why the, the offerings and the sacrifice under the law, they ultimately didn't really avail anything when it comes to the forgiveness of sins because they weren't sufficient payment for sin. Man had sinned, so man had to pay for sin. It's just as simple as that. The payment had to satisfy the righteousness of God. The righteousness and justice of God, it had to be satisfied. Sin had to be atoned for, and the payment had to be right. It had to be, it had to, God had to be satisfied. He says it through, through the prophet Isaiah. He said, to what purpose? This is the Lord. He said, to what purpose is the multitude of your sacrifices to me? Saith the Lord, I am full of burnt offerings of rams and of the fat of fed beasts, and I delight not in the blood of bullocks or of lambs or of he goats. You see, even from the beginning, the prophets are testifying of the work that God would do through his son. And the sufficiency that's only of God. Jesus is the lamb that God offered up to pay the penalty for the sin of the world. He would make his soul an offering for sin. The prophet Isaiah wrote. He came down into the world to fulfill this purpose of propitiation and atonement. That he would lay down his life and take it up again. It's no surprise then that John the Baptist preparing the way of the Lord. John the Baptist came to prepare the way of the Lord. And when he did that, he first introduced the Lord to the multitudes as the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. He took it away. As far as the east is from the west, he took it away. Like the scapegoat. They laid the sins on the head of the scapegoat and a strong man took them away into the wilderness and it never remembered no more, right? Well, the sca- when they'd had the scapegoat, they had the, the remembrance of those sins every year they did that. They, the remembrance of those sins would come back. But see, there's no more remembrance of these sins. He's, he's taken them away. This, the Lamb of God has taken away the sins of the world. If you're hearing that today, your sins have been taken away. They've been, you're, they've been taken away. Believe it. They've been taken away. Amen. He said, behold the Lamb of God. John wrote, he said, and I beheld the Lamb. I be, behold the Lamb of God. Are you beholding the Lamb of God, are you focused on Him? Is your gaze upon Him? Do you think about Him? Is it consuming the things that you're thinking about in your mind right now? Is it the Lamb of God? Behold 
the Lamb of God. Are, have you set aside thinking about other things right now? Are you thinking about the Lamb of God? Behold, the Lamb of God, which taketh away the sin of the world. Thou will keep him in perfect peace, whose mind is stayed on thee. Is your gaze set upon him? And any given day is your mind occupied with considering him? Consider him which endured such contradiction of sinners against himself, lest you be wearied in your minds and faint. Some people, they, they complain that they're having a hard time with this or a hard time with that or difficulty with this. Well, I just can't. And they're not beholding the Lamb of God. John wrote, and I beheld and lo, in the midst of the throne and of the four beasts and in the midst of the elders stood a lamb as it had been slain. This is the central focus of Christian living, the son of God, the vicarious sacrifice, the atonement of God and saving sinners by the sacrifice of himself, not just saving us from something but bringing us to something. Departure from sin and the putting away of sin is in order for reconciliation and unity with God. The only one in the midst of the throne and of all the other personalities and talk about beasts and elders and in the center of all that is the lamb. He's He's in the center. He's the focus. Our sin isn't the focus. What we came from isn't the focus, but what we've come to. See, he's the focus. He stands slain. He is not fallen slain. He's not laying slain. He stood slain. A lamb as it had had been slain. It's like it just happened this hour. Although he was slain, he... He stood slain. He was not defeated. His sacrifice is ever fresh before the Lord, and the the Lord has blessed him. The Lord has given him a portion above his brethren. He's given him the blessing. God has given the Son the blessing. He's given him the wisdom. He's given him the preeminence. He's given him the honor. He's given him the preference. He's given him the acceptance. He's given him the dominion. He's given him the power. He's given him the authority. He's given him the preeminence. He's given him the might. He's given it all to the Son. He's given him the glory. He's the central focus and he's worthy of it. He's accomplished it. He's worked it. It's the righteous fruit of his labor. Personalities are gather around him and praise him for eternity and confess his worthiness. Can you confess the worthiness of the Son of God? He said, and I beheld and I heard the voice of many angels round about the throne and beasts and the elders and the number of them was 10,000 times 10,000 and thousands of thousands. It's like everywhere he looked in that vision, they were praising the Lord. Everywhere he looked, there was a thousand there and there was 10,000 here and there was a thousand there and he couldn't mathematically put it all together. It was a number that no man could number. 
And they said, Blessing and honor and glory and power be unto him that sitteth upon the throne and unto the Lamb forever and ever. Worthy is the Lamb that was slain to receive power and riches and wisdom and strength and honor and glory. It's all his. It's all his. If God has looked at you and accepted you, it's because he's accepted his son. See, he offered up. This is the lamb of God we're talking about. If God has blessed you, it's because he's blessed the son. If God has respect to you, it's because he has respect to his son. Jesus is the one who paid it all. Jesus is the one who forgave us and cleansed us. Jesus is the one who made peace with God. Jesus is the one who satisfied the Father. Jesus is the one who reconciled us to God. Jesus is the one who made you accepted in the beloved. Your acceptance is his acceptance. You stand upon his merit. Your life is his life. You obtain the inheritance that he has earned. You are partakers of his reward. You are worthy because he is worthy. Jesus is the lamb of God, slain before the foundation of the world. God purposed to do this before man ever sinned. And we confess that God has done all things well. I thank God for such a perfect offering. He gave what no one else could. He's offered what no one else could have possibly offered. Now, somebody asked the question here during one of our breaks. If somebody offered you a million dollars, would you take it? Just offered it to you. Well, I know quite a few people who have come into large sums of money and it's destroyed them. Let's see what Jesus offers is so much better than silver or gold. He that spared not his own son, but delivered him up for, his, for us all. How, how shall he not with him also freely give us all things? That's the purpose of God. The Lamb of God from long ordained for sin of man to cleanse its stain. The cost was great and not perceived. Those lost in sin couldn't be retrieved. But from the beginning, God has declared an end to the sinning by what he's prepared. In the fullness of time, he offered his son, the spotless lamb of God, so we all could be one. He spoke it through Abel and Abraham too. He spoke it through Isaac just what he would do. He spoke it through prophets and told us the truth. He spoke it, declared it, and we put it to use. And the lamb it was slain, he stands always fresh. And it pleases the father and his sons, the one blessed. And if you're in Jesus, then you'll find peace and rest and glean the reward because he passed the test. Without him, we're nothing. To him, all the praise. Without him, no one 
could be clean or life raised. We owe him our lives, for it's his that we own. He is the reason we can stand before that throne. He is the reason we have any respect. If you have respect for his son, that's why you, God, does accept. Thank you, brethren.